My life looks completely different now. It is up to you and you alone. I did group masturbation circles with friends at age 12. I didn't know that women masturbated. My clit is so teeny tiny. Look, I'm not going to judge you. I'm... (laughs) I'm, you know, I've done a lot of things. Hi, welcome to Positively Positive. If you're new here, my name is Sarah, and today I'm talking with the three hosts of Clit Talk. Katie, Lindsay, and Sugar. Clit Talk Podcast is all about living a pleasure-positive lifestyle, and you know we are all about that around these parts. Now, speaking of our parts, that brings us to today's topic, masturbation. The ladies have something very special planned for Masturbation May, a label that I have never heard of before, but I fully support it now. So we'll get into that and we'll chat about our experiences. Let's talk about masturbation, baby. Yes, it's our one of our favorite subjects. <laughs> That's what we do. <laughs> yes. So to get us started, I always ask at least one random question to get to know people a little bit better. So, and if you guys could just say your name when you answer so that listeners can figure out matching the voices to the names. Sure. So my question for each of you, what is your favorite magical or mystical creature? Mine is definitely a unicorn because they're rare and magical. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I hate to not be original, but I was going to say unicorns for sure. (laughs) Okay. So a unicorn was also my first thought, but I looked I looked up like mystical creatures. So I was like, oh mermaids, but no, no, no mermaids don't really do it for me. And I found a sphinx. Oh. And a sphinx is a mythical creature with the head of a human and it often has wings of an eagle and lion part lion and it's usually a female head. So I thought that was pretty hot. I will this is Lindsay. I'll let Sugar be a unicorn. I'll change mine. I will be a siren because Ooh. they can they can they can enroll people with their singing into doing whatever they want. And I'm a professional singer, so I think that makes sense for me. Yes, it does. Like, but not an evil siren. I be I want to be like a sexy BDSM siren. Okay, just so, just so we're clear here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm changing mine too to a mernicorn. It's part mermaid, part unicorn. It's basically a mermaid with a giant tail and a giant unicorn pops. Up I thought you were going to say I'm with sorry. giant tits. <laughs> <laughs> we generally reserve the right to be fickle and change our minds, yeah. like wherever our pussy leads us. <laughs> well, now that we you all say went for unicorn, then we're all like, "Fuck unicorns!" I'm going to be something different. <laughs> I love this because my answer is unicorn, and we've just come full circle, so that I get to be unicorn alone again. Yay. So this is perfect. Perfect. <laughs> You can be our unicorn anytime. Well, you have to be careful oh, no. with this crew because you know that a unicorn has like dual meaning, especially like at sex parties or play parties. Like a unicorn is a, is a single bisexual female because they're rare and magical. <laughs> I don't quite fit the definition, but I could. Oh, God, no. I was going to say like I could ride a unicorn, but that just sends <laughs> us down another wormhole. <laughs> really, Sarah? Okay. You can ride the unicorn and be extra safe and wear a dental dam. Yes, I can. Oh, God. Okay, so... There's your answer. Yes, I love it. We're going to start at the beginning of time. No, I'm just kidding. But were any of you 
talked to about masturbation as children from your parents or anyone else? So I'll start because I think I'm one end of the spectrum. I was not talked to about sex sex at all. It was more don't get pregnant. I didn't know anything to the extent that I didn't know that women masturbated. So I didn't start masturbating until I started this podcast and I was 32 years old. (gasps) Regina Thomas Shower, Pussy a Reclamation, the book, it changed my life. We have mentioned that several times on this podcast and I I saw or I heard on one of your guys' episodes that you'd read it also and I was like, fuck Mm -hmm. yes, I will take over the world with this book. Yeah, seriously. It's the book that, 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 um, inspired our entire podcast. Our entire first season is yeah. each week is a review of e- each chapter in the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mama Gina is like our homie. We're in her boot camp right now. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, she came on our show. It was like this huge accomplishment. Like it was like the last episode of season one, episode twenty five, and we're like, Regina Thomas is coming on our show. We like couldn't believe it. It was the most epic milestone at the time, and it and it was definitely it was the genesis of this whole podcast. Like we started as a book club. <laughs> reading that book together and then 10 weeks later after 10 chapters you know my two brilliant producers Katie and Lindsay here were like well between our music studio being a sound engineer being in television and creator and writer it was like we had all the things needed and these two incredible ladies just allow me to show up and they do so much to make this show possible so I'll go next in the question because I am the polar opposite of Katie right so Yes and no. My, my I was talked to about sex. I, I was talked to about, I mean, sex. Yes and no. I was talked to about masturbation. I was mostly caught masturbating, but I'll get into that in a moment. I was definitely caught, somewhat shamed, but never punished. I mean, to give you a little context, I got caught with an electric vibrating toothbrush at age 13. I did group masturbation circles with friends at age 12. I discovered the jacuzzi jet at age 8. I was caught humping my life-size teddy bear at age 4. I was caught in the bathtub using the water pressure from the faucet countless times since a young age. So I would say, yeah, I've had to have that conversation once or twice, but not in a proactive way in a response in a reactive way in response to Hmm. my doing it yeah i was just gonna say that is that's all the all the tools you did them all i did one of those (laughs) i'm like you knew more about masturbation than i did when i was like 25 by the time you were 10 (laughs) (laughs) well i have to say i was born and raised between like in la half the time in venice beach and uh, I don't know. I feel like this, the culture in Los Angeles is like exposed to a lot at a younger age. Well, I this is Lindsay. I was actually raised on the East Coast in the Washington D.C. area, and I have, I have, I'm very, very lucky to have the mother that I have. She not only taught me about masturbation, about sex, but actually talked to me about my pleasure from a very young age. And um, I started masturbating when I was four with my favorite blue blanket and I would just <laughs> walk into that like no fear I would like walk into the house and be like I'm gonna go touch myself upstairs now and my parents were like oh my god so my mom had to be like you know let's come up with a code word for it like just in case companies here like, like let's let's call it riding the pony and I was like cool so then I would announce it to the family all right everyone I'm done with dinner I'm gonna go ride the pony now and I would just go do it. 
and and there but there was no shame wow. around it my mother and father never shamed me um my older sister when i got a little older like told her one of her guy friends they called it riding the pony and then he would sing that song to me and that was mortifying but never from my parents oh. um and you know i had the type of mom that she told me like you know it's about your like well she was coming from i think a different paradigm she's like it's about your orgasm make sure you come first because the once the guy is done they're done <laughs> so and obviously my yeah. sex life has evolved past that now with my partner but she was really right in like high school and college that's kind of how guys were in my experience um and she when i was 15 she's like do you want me to buy you a vibrator and i was like good god mom no but i was like kind of yeah can you like slip it under my pillow so that was my experience mm-hmm. <laughs> with talking to my parents about masturbation that's so mind-blowing and wild to me because I'm the same as Katie. I have never, ever had a conversation like that. I'd never had a conversation about sex or relationships until this past winter when I told my mom I have herpes and that opened the door. But like to be honest, now that I think about it, it's very impressive that it never came up in my house because I have three brothers. And at one point, my mom had three teenagers in the house And I never, ever, not once walked in on anyone or suspected anything. I have no idea how my brothers pulled that off in retrospect, knowing what boys are like and they do and how they learn. But like, honestly, kudos to them because I never knew anything. A lot of closets and showers. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and Sarah, you and I are actually the norm, which is why this conversation is so important because more than one in five one out of five American women have never masturbated. So this is the orgasm gap between men and women is, it's a health, it's basically a health crisis, I think. I agree. And it's really set, lit a fire under our ass or my ass to like really get this information out there because I'm a registered nurse. And before all of this, I had so many health issues on the left side of my body, which is the feminine side. And I was not in touch with my body in this way. And when I started masturbating, I had like a chronic back pain where I was in bed for eight months. I had a really bad injury and my back pain started getting better. Like my body started literally unraveling in a way that was so outside of Western medicine for me that it has propelled me to, you know, with these two wonderful ladies to do a hundred and, you know, 65 episodes of Clit Talk, talking about this, getting educated, experimenting. And like, my life looks completely different now because it's not just sex, right? It's health and it's just expands and permeates through every aspect of your life from that moment. At least it did for me. So I figured if it did for me, then it would for a lot of other people. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It It's a mental health and a physical health practice for me now. And now that I've really dedicated to knowing what I like exactly which way, I can actually like assert boundaries better in, in completely unsexual areas of my life because I know very clearly what my sexual boundaries are now. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And there are so many different... I always say like... (laughs) We're all so excited. What's so great about this conversation too is there are so many different colors that you can paint with when it comes to masturbation, self-pleasure, 
I call it self-love. It's not just rub it out under the sheets. I have nights where I literally will take myself on a date. I will buy my favorite foods. I will get that chocolate souffle. I'll start with a bubble bath. Like if you have the time, which I did in the pandemic a lot. <laughs> and 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 just like really be with yourself. Like you t- like I love that you touched on Sarah learning what you like. You know, if you want to expand your sex life whether it's with yourself or with a partner, if you don't know what you like and take the time to turn on every inch of your body, how the hell are you supposed to communicate that with somebody else in in an effective way? So it's really learn like learning yourself so that you can, you know, get what you want in every area of your life. Hey pussy. Yeah. And one thing that I learned and sort of was like a mini journey throughout this like sexual awakening that I've I've had in my late 20s now is so I bought the Hitachi magic wand Ooh. and when I write Okay, I bought it exactly because of that reaction. Everyone raves about it. It's supposed to be like the most effective clitoral sex toy in the market, the number one sex toy, blah, blah, blah. And when I first started using it, I didn't like it at all. Mm. And like, I mean, it felt it felt okay, but I didn't get the hype and I couldn't get off from it. And I thought, you know, like maybe I'm just weird, but actually I had just been masturbating the same way for over 10 years and I had to train my body to orgasm a new way. So flash forward three or four months of practice. I love that thing. Your girl is here <laughs> for the wand. But I, I gave up at one point and I was like, okay, well, like, I guess I'm different. I guess my clit doesn't like what everyone else likes, or maybe I'm just not good enough at masturbation. And I feel like this, this lack of conversation that especially like Katie, you and I are talking about with our families, like it's just one more area that women and girls are undereducated on our bodies. And it leads us to thinking there's one more thing wrong with us, but it just takes time to retrain your, your muscle memory. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm wondering if you guys have ever experienced anything like that or like bought a toy that you actually didn't end up finding pleasurable or or anything like that well i think you point to something really that we learned recently and we did an episode about it did you know that there's actually five different types of clits uh, amongst women no so there's five different types of clits we did a whole episode about this if you want to listen for all the details but basically each different type of clit does like a different type of stimulation and pressure so one woman might love the hatachi wand i'm one of the women that it just makes me go immediately numb because i have a what's called a small hooded clit so vibrators have been a challenge for me so for instance like because i have a small clit the you know one of my favorite um sex toys that we use is called it's by brand called vush and it's a clitoral sucker which is much more gentle So there is, you know, speaking of toys, to answer your question, my favorite toy is a clitoral sucker because the vibrators just make me go numb because my clit is so teeny tiny. So thin there, so little. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This like really blew my mind when we learned about our five different types of clits. And if you want to test your clit out... Uh, and see what size it is. You actually have to be engorged. So if you if you do try this at home, you want to get the blood flowing down there, and then you get a true accurate measure. Um, by the way, Katie and Lindsay, I totally did a retest. You were right. I have a medium hooded clip. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> Which is like the average of most women have medium clits. But if you go numb a lot, you're probably like me, and you got a little tiny little nubbin in there. 
or your your unhooded small an unhooded especially an unhooded clit because there's less with a hooded clit you know there's more covering the clit so you yeah usually medium size like it like that friction that back and forth motion whereas the small unhooded clit needs like this light gentle stroke because it doesn't have this big piece of skin over it the hood you love your hitachi with your medium size clit i love <laughs> my hitachi me and Katie are definitely magic wand sisters. <laughs> um, we all are really obsessed with this this sex positive um, female empowerment company called Bush. They have incredible vibrators on the market. They just partnered with Cardi fucking B. So like, go check them out. <laughs> yeah, and you can use Clit Talk. You can get twenty percent off of them. Yes, if you use code Clit Talk, you can get a discount. And there are faves, um, but I, I still my my magic wand still part of my my masturbation practice, um, especially for the ones in between conference calls. <laughs> Amazing. So we get a lot we get a lot of vibrators sent to us. So to answer your question, yes, there are a lot of them out there. Like we we try them, we don't like them, and we've really run the gamut. So they make great gifts, you know. If try them once don't like it to a friend who you can say i use this once if you don't want it, you don't have to have it but i think you might like it do you want to try i've had friends that have been like oh my gosh yes i'll take your bag of vibrators your used vibrators oh i've given God. away some used vibrators you just boil them in water disinfect them they're good as new make some vibrator stew boil them i use um i got the I got a menstrual cup. I hated it. That's a, another topic, but I got the wash for it. And I like wash my sex toys with that. So Ooh. I was like, maybe I'm sure she washed so it before, before it found a new home. <laughs> totally. I remember when I was 16, I had a friend who was like two years older than me in high school. She would drive us places in her cool car. And I was on a mission to get a fucking vibrator because I had been using like an electric toothbrush oh my God. for quite some time. I, well, not the, and not the brussel side, obviously. Which we don't recommend, by the way. Do not. And that's actually... Get a proper sex toy. <laughs> like, had sex education been more pleasure education focused... Like, I could have been educated and not done that. That's so dangerous. Kids, like, playing with vibrating things that could be really harmful and dangerous. Like, what the fuck? That's why we need pleasure education in this country, people. So, (laughs) anyways, I'm on this mission to get a fucking vibrator. Like, a real vibrator. And my friend takes me there. I got my first bullet. You know, like, a hot pink metallic little, like, little bullet broke after a few months. (laughs) Then I went back to being vibratorless ironically like my next vibrator was the magic wand and that was like going from zero to a (laughs) hundred i i get that i 100 get that but if you know me by now those are people that know me that's kind of my mo it's either zero or a hundred i'm trying to create the 50 you know finding that balance balance that balance just to give you the world of sugar sugar is the youngest of the three of us and she is in an ethical non-monogamous marriage and she's basically the person on Clitech that everyone wants to live vicariously through. She really is zero to a hundred at any moment <laughs> in, in life. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And it's like, I don't know. I just give permission to be who they are. I mean, you know, I'm like, look, I'm not going to judge you. I'm, <laughs> I'm, you know, I've done a lot of things. I, it's no shame in the game over here. So yeah. I put it all out on the line. All right, we're taking over. Let's let Sarah Amazing. lead us. <laughs> no, I love this. Okay. 
you just said no shame in the game. That sort of segues. So I wanted to talk about the language surrounding orgasms. The language that I'll say I, but I think it's a we statement. We, I see in magazines, I see it online all the time. And I feel like the language sets women up to feel less than. This orgasm language of like earth shattering, explosive, mind blowing. Because like obviously orgasms feel amazing. But this language I that I've seen and experienced in real life, I feel like it makes it seem like if you don't fucking astral project out of your body every time, then you're having a subpar sex or a subpar masturbation session. And that's not true. Like, I just want to normalize the orgasm and not put it on this insane pedestal. It feels good. It feels amazing. It's super fun. Love doing it. It's also just an orgasm. And I feel like sometimes we're reaching for this insane mystery thing that other women supposedly experience and trying to prove to other women like, oh, no, no, no. I'm one of the ones that has life-changing orgasms. Like, don't worry about me. I know the secret. I didn't get left behind. And then, like, if our own reality doesn't shift after an orgasm, we're, we must not be doing it right. Mm. And when we're doing that, we're not focusing on pleasure. Because I used to, like, always focus on orgasm, orgasm, orgasm. And it's like, I'm not even experiencing pleasure. Like, I'm not slowing down for the ride, literally. I just feel like we can calm down with that rhetoric of, like, I visited another planet through my orgasm. Like, (laughs) because I visited another planet when I was on acid. But I also thought I was piling uh, a 747 that, like... Oh my gosh, that's awesome. My skin was blue and my legs didn't weigh anything. So like shout out to psychedelics. <laughs> maybe I just have a different definition of like what being on another planet means. And I, I'm i very it. curious to your guys' thoughts on that. Oh my gosh. Honestly, like when you said astro project, I just like I like had to go off mute. I was like dead. It made me laugh so hard. You were hard. laughing hard. Because it is. It's so funny. I was laughing so hard because, you know, it, it's true. And we do talk to a lot of sex birds and. And, you know, there's, you know, a lot of women who can have a lot of different types of orgasms and amazing orgasms and all the things. And but like, what about the rest of the fucking world? Right. Like the, a lot of people, you also hear about people who have orgasmic birth. We attempted to do that on Clit Tech via Katie. She was our noble. I was noble like clit. really thinking I was going to do it and it did not happen for me. I read a book and I was like, oh, this is going to happen for me. And definitely not. Right. She was like, give me that epidural. I was like, coconut. Because that was my safe word for an epidural. (laughs) Coconut. Coconut. That's my safe word in sex now. I hope you know that, Katie. I know. She's still. She's still. Oh, my gosh. It's just because you want me there with you. Basically. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the thing about these planetary type orgasms is self-pleasuring actually doesn't have to be about the orgasm in fact you can enjoy pleasuring yourself and have an amazing time and not orgasm and that is still an amazing experience it's still part of a pleasure positive lifestyle and you know what you were talking about how you have these you know intense sensations that come up right away and they're like bam bam after another well edging and finding those edges and pulling back is makes sex so much more fun with a partner or with yourself. So it's really about 
the, I mean, not to sound super cheesy, it's about the journey and not the destination. <laughs> but it is, <laughs> But it is, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think that's really well said, Katie. And I, and I, Sarah, I love, this is Lindsay, I love that you asked this question. And I think that you're pointing to a much bigger conversation, which is the expansion of the conversation of orgasms, right? And, and in, in the expansion of that conversations, it's no longer about the orgasms. And that's really what Clit Talk is, is we're here to expand the conversation of pleasure because pleasure even goes beyond masturbation, even goes beyond sex. You know, pleasure is in the five day course that we're coming out with. It's sort of like transformation meets sex magic meets spirituality. And when you combine those things together and you're in a state of true pleasure, manifestation is like really what's possible. Now, imagine if you're having a, a pleasure session with yourself where you're manifesting in your life the things that you want and you're able to walk through your day in joy, lighting up any room, whether you had an orgasm or not. That to me is a game worth playing. To be able to lie in bed and just put my hands all over my body and feel the curves of my breasts and feel my thighs, whether they're feeling thick to me that day or not, and falling in love with every inch of my body, being able to look at my pussy in the mirror and make peace with her, being able to embrace pleasure at that level, it makes an orgasm seem like amazing and so unnecessary but also great i mean we all love orgasms let's not let's not joke about that (laughs) yeah right yeah everything you just said and even so obviously this podcast you guys can't hear it but Lindsay just like literally ran her hands over her body and it reminds me of a few years ago the first time i took a dance class and it was not the first time but anyways for the purpose of this the first time i took a heels dance class And our teacher called it hover hands, where over half the women in this class literally could not even rub their own bodies as a dance move. And she'd be like, girls, no hover hands. Like, it's your body. You Mm. can touch it. It's okay. And like, even such a simple thing as you said, like looking at your vulva. I didn't fucking look at my vulva until I got diagnosed with an STI. And now me and Madam President down there are best friends. But like, I don't want that to come as late in life as it came for me. So yeah, like tell me more about this course, if there's anything you want to add and like what, when is it? How can people find it? Why are you guys doing it? You kind of covered why, but. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, So it's in May, obviously where it's an ode to masturbation may we're still finalizing the dates um but we can do to get more information is go to cliptalkshow.com backslash self-pleasure and really what we're doing is imagine being able to give yourself the space to get in touch with your deepest desires so many of us don't actually take the time to get in touch with our deepest desires and to be able to then go from that and make your deepest desires reality and be able to have a set point 
point that you can get back to, no matter what the circumstances are around you in your life, we have a tool that we're going to give you. You can get back to pleasure no matter what is happening in your life and get back to this place of manifestation from pleasure. Katie, what else? I I know I'm missing a bunch of what we're doing. It's really all about we as individuals are responsible for our own pleasure. So if you do not have pleasure in your life, it is up to you and you alone. It's not your husband. It's not your boyfriend. It's not anyone else's responsibility or fault that you don't have pleasure in your life. So we, and that is something that I have really had to come to terms with because I didn't enjoy sex and I thought it was my husband's fault. You know, and it just isn't isn't that way. So it started with masturbation for me because I didn't have that in my life. But now, like, for instance, today I was in my head, like thinking just frantically overwhelmed. How am I going to get everything done? And then this training, you know, we've been doing this show for three years. So we've trained ourselves to be responsible, to live a pleasure, positive lifestyle. And I checked in with my body. I relaxed my perineum area because I hold so much tension there, which so many people do. And all of a sudden, clarity came over me. And it was as if the puzzle pieces just fell into place. And this is very simple. It's like, oh, I'm going to make ravioli. Then we're going to go play chalk. Then my dad's going to get here. And then I'm going to put Cooper down and we're going to go to bed. I'm going to hop on this podcast, you know, like, but it seems so overwhelming at the time. But getting out of your head and into your body is something that is, it sounds so simple, but it's actually really hard to catch yourself in those moments of going through life that can so improve your quality of life. So it's not just masturbation. It's not just health. It's overall well-being and taking it from the bedroom to the boardroom and finding success. Mm. Yeah, and this is sugar, and I'll add one one component here. Uh, Lindsay mentioned manifestation and bringing in a, this practice called sex magic. And I have to say, one of the most impactful components to my pleasure practice is the practice of visualization and it's energy work visualization and getting into certain vibrations emotionally like feelings and expressing that through your pleasure practice actually experiencing the feeling or experiencing the desires that you want to have Um, and if you don't believe me then I will give you an example one of the first few times I did sex magic I was like all right what the fuck like I'm going to do this thing and I'm practicing. And my husband and I actually did like a partnered. We were doing it, doing sex. We were like, we want to generate 10 grand by the end of the week. Okay. Now we did. <laughs> so, so, and, and so, you know, I attribute that to that, but the power of intention, right. And we have to remember that our sexual energies, our sacral chakra, it's our creative center. It's literally breathes life, right? It creates life. So your creative center is where you manifest from. So one of the biggest things we explored in the beginning of the journey of Clit Talk in our podcast was how women are disconnected from their pussies. You know, Katie mentioned like she didn't even know about masturbation. She didn't enjoy sex. Like when we're disconnected from our pleasure, we're disconnected from our ability and innate power to create anything we want. So, you know, 
using the uh using your pussy as a as like to cast spells you know to to set intentions you know if you're if you're not into energy work or you don't know much about it uh, look into it look into the chakras the shit's real so you know i i i'm gonna put put in here and reiterate again this is all about creating a pleasure positive lifestyle and if i had to sum up clit talk if we had to sum up clip talk, ladies, wouldn't you say that we support people in creating their pleasure positive lifestyle? Right. Yeah. And that's a distinction that that we're creating as part of this. And um, just logistically what it is, if anyone's interested, it's going to be a free five day thing where you hop on Zoom with us in the evening for 30 minutes. And each day we have a different distinction that we that you we walk you through. And by the end of it, what our promise is to you is that you're going to walk away with actionable steps to have the parameters set up in your life, be in touch with your deepest desires and be able to manifest them with ease by the end of this. That's our promise to you. I love that. Actual tools is what I know people come to this podcast for. They come to me for. So I know a lot of my listeners are vulva owners. I know a lot of you might be disconnected from your sexuality right now. It's fucking free. Like, go <laughs> check it out. Find Clit Talk. Their masturbation may, like, go fucking check it out. And before we yeah. wrap up, on the note of free shit, depending on when this comes out, I will be about to or in the middle of my own giveaway the first week of May, Masturbation Ooh. May. It's the official name now. If you follow me on Instagram at Positively Positive Podcast, I'm giving away a membership to omgyes.com. Oh my God, yes.com. It's a female pleasure website. Yes, it is the one Emma Watson was raving about a few years ago. I have a membership and I love it. So if you want to figure out your body a bit more, retrain that muscle memory, ohmygodyes.com has instructional guides, videos, literal demonstrations on topics like edging, rhythm, multiples, and more. So if you want a free membership, check out my Instagram. It's not sponsored by them. This is not sponsored. It's just me and my heart and my desire for you to be connected to your fucking pussy. Clit Talk ladies, we are on a mission. I feel we are on the same mission to bring pleasure into our own lives and keep it there and for everyone else. Thank you so freaking much for coming on one more time. Where can they find you guys and your content? It's pretty easy. So our Instagram is at clit, clit talk show. Um, our website is clittalkshow.com. And if you'd like to sign up um, for the, the list to do the Masturbation May Challenge with us, that's clittalkshow.com backslash self-pleasure. Amazing. Thank you, ladies. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Share this link far and wide, leave five-star reviews, and follow me on Instagram at Positively Positive Podcast. Check out the website, PositivelyPositivePodcast.com, for reliable HSV resources and options to support the podcast or say thanks. Buy me a coffee, join the Patreon, or get yourself a Positively Positive sticker. If you just want to say hi, email me at PositivelyPositivePodcast at gmail.com or leave me a voicemail on Anchor. I'm out here, okay? It will always be me reading all your messages. You are not alone. I'm living positively positive, and you can too. Thank you.